1240 WATN presents Live at 5 with Glenn Curry. Sponsored by Herringer's Contracting, the roof people who call you back. This is Live at 5 with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice Ivy League suit. <laughs> was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for after five o'clock uh, here on a Monday, the 17th of July, July. I, oh, summer's almost over already. Oh, it's getting dark. Have you noticed? It's, the days aren't as long as they used to be a couple of days ago. Oh, my goodness. Look at all that smog. What are we living in Los Angeles now? Pittsburgh back in the turn of the century, you know, last century, you know. Anyway, we're not. Uh, I, I've been gone for a couple of days. I did hear some of the, uh, the great shows since or during. And I won't bore you. I don't want to. I don't want to be one of those people that show you the slide present. You know, like, oh, we went to the Grand Canyon. Look at the slides for the next three minutes, three hours in a dark room, wishing you were somewhere else. So I don't want to do that to you. By the way, the phone was left on. That's why you have that buzz in the background. I should put a note there. Keep forgetting to tell Jeff. Note, you got to turn it off. So I went down to Philadelphia. My nephew got married on Friday night, not Saturday, Friday night, at a place called Curtis Atrium, right there in downtown. Philadelphia. Sharon and I had a nice room about a mile away. Got to learn a little bit about the ins and outs of Philadelphia. And uh, we went to the uh, ceremony, which was, uh, you know, it it was very secular because uh, I don't know, we're Catholic. Somehow or other, there was no priest there, but I don't ask any questions. And uh, it was this beautiful, beautiful place. Um, Interesting. I, I can't get into the anecdotal stuff that I noticed, you know, you know the people. You know the people that were there. The two women that were standing in what appeared to be very, very Arab-like clothing, and they didn't smile at all. I thought that was weird. But everything other than that was it was was great. It really was. Then I realized when we got there, which, like I said, was like a mile away. It was hotter than hell, and I forgot to bring the card, or we didn't have a card. I was going to give them a check, or I was going to run into a convenience store out near there or anywhere. You know, it's just one of those things where okay, I have my wallet. It's got a check in it. And it didn't. I left it in my, uh, my the, we left it in my wife's purse by accident. So after the ceremony was over and it was great and the receptionist should say it was just tremendous. We, we danced the night away. I never danced like that before. Not, not in a while at least. And my legs felt it. But that said, I went back to the hotel room, got dressed, jumped into the shower, ran back, actually walked about a mile and 1.5 miles from where I was to the after party at a bar, some seedy bar. It was shouldn't call it seedy, but it was definitely an older bar and a kind of like the college section and where the, you know, the 
you know, the people that look like me hung out <laughs> for the most part up until a certain time and everyone went home to their condos. But I, I, I walked one point, I went on Market Street, Philadelphia, went from uh, 19th Street to 2nd Street, and there were a lot of streets and roads in between, went past Independence Hall, went past a lot of historic places, uh, a lot of homeless people, no one bothered me. Some, uh, some brother called me Matthew, asking me if I wanted to buy some bud. At one point I was walking in, I typically, when at night, I, I have a tendency to walk in the street. I don't walk on sidewalks, it's just something I learned years ago. You know, walking home from New York, making $4 an hour at some dumpy publishing place in Manhattan back in the mid-80s. I said, well, I don't have money, much money on me, but in, you know, instead of you know, being a target, I'll walk literally right down the road, I w- especially on the streets of New York. On like 34th Street, I wouldn't do it there, but if, if I would walk in the middle of the street, I always felt like I, was, I, I wasn't a target. So I, I did that from time to time. You know, I see some people in the alleyway, let me walk over here. And then sure enough, some guy drove by me and just used, said, get off the road. <laughs> what are you doing? <clears throat> so anyway, that was our experience. Came back Saturday, uh, and I just fell asleep. I, I don't know what it is. I, I managed to drive. We, we drove down there. I, I used the most pathetic way to get there. And I, I listened to my phone, which I shouldn't have. And I wound up going over mountains and this and that and some, some town that had a, a, a railroad museum in it. Uh, nonetheless, we got there. And uh, we just we just had a tremendous time, and I'm glad that we got back. And uh, God willing, we had no 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 car problems. We didn't have any issues. I didn't lose my wallet. Didn't lose my phone. Didn't lose my wife. No, just kidding. Uh, and we just uh, we, you know here we are. And uh, I, I I do know that uh, Jeff of course sat in doing the live at five show. I did hear the Thursday uh, uh, edition of the live at five show with with Jeff Graham. It was compelling stuff. I was stuck in traffic there. Listening to it, and um, his uh, his assistant, who's a nurse, and, and he's, he's, I believe uh, she's uh, related to a good friend of Jeff. That's Tom Berkman, I think his name is. And she just, you know, at first she didn't want to talk. I don't know if you heard Thursday's show, but I, and I should know her name. I'm sorry, I don't. But she's a nurse, and she's been taking care of Jeff, and she basically talked about the progress of Jeff, and it didn't look good in the beginning, and he's come a long ways. And that she was essentially surprised that he's he is where he is now. In fact, Jeff today, and I don't know if this was the first time, and it's none of my business, but I'll throw it out there. Jeff Jeff drove to the office today by himself. First time I've seen that. So, and and, and many people have seen Jeff out and about. You saw him at the, the debate. Needless to say, he has all of his faculties. He's on top of things. He's as sharp as a he's as sharp as a, a as a as a marble. No, it's good. And he's very sharp. And, but nonetheless, the, the discussion he had uh, Thursday, there was a couple of things there that I, I, was, I was quite shocked about. Um, no surprise that, you know, she works at adult homes or, or um, whichever, which are, uh, assisted living homes, essentially. And the sadness of people that are left alone, basically by themselves, to die. Uh, no visitation, nothing. And, and we're all aware of that. That, that unfortunately does happen. You know, just like the Eskimos will put you on a slab of ice and say, oh, we don't need you anymore, so we're going to send you off. At least they at least they give you, you know, some type of tribute. And too many people are, are sitting in a in an assisted living room or hospital room right now, get, really getting no attention, no love whatsoever. And that's not the first time I've heard that. But another thing that she mentioned, I never heard this before, and, and she, it, was, it was a term, if anyone can, can help me with this, it's when the, the, uh, the sun goes down. And when the sun goes down, um, people obviously with some type of dementia 
or some type of issue where their brain isn't functioning right due to age, whichever, uh, get combative. And I think she called them a day-nighter. You know, that's a term from radio for AM stations. That, But I, I, and when I heard that, I'm like, wow, I have never, ever heard that before. And the resilience that you have to have in that capacity. I mean, you know, when someone slaps you, I, I don't care if it's a, chi- a child. You, it, your immediate instinct is like, why did you do that? And uh, she said, well, you just, you just got to hold back. You just got to refrain and just walk away. Someone just texted me. Maybe that maybe that's the answer. That's the beauty of having a radio show. You just talk out loud. Oh no one! It's it's something unrelated. But uh, I don't know if uh, if she uh, got involved in Friday's show. I also know that Jeff was giving away T-shirts that we've had stored away for many years. I believe someone at least went back into the prize room and found them. So I see them here. I don't know if they're claimed. Uh, but Jeff's been walking around with a with an AOC shirt. And in, in fact, there's a couple of them right here. I, I don't know if they're claimed. There's a sign up on top. But it looks like Jeff certainly had a good time doing, of course, his own show and uh, the Live at Five show on Thursday and Friday. So I'm back. If you want to give me a shout, by all means, 755-1240. 755-1240. But before you do that, something i got to share with you. And it, and it hits home with me to some degree, and I'll explain a little bit as if you care. But this from our councilman, Cliff Only. Cliff only literally sent this this afternoon. He sent it to a, a litany of people, a long list of people, including Ken Mix um, and other members of the, plan, uh, the planning director, Michael Lumbus. And this is something he will bring up tonight. I don't know if they have a city council meeting tonight or if they're behind closed doors, if it was closed session. But uh, this is what uh, Cliff said, and this is concerning. Hi, all, he says. I was on Court Street Saturday and spoke to some of the business owners about their concerns over the apparent loss of parking. Now, we've been talking about bump outs. Um, this is Court Street. This is unrelated to what's going on in front of Bobby and, and uh, Jake's place, the, the, the Key Bank building, where they lost at least four spots there, and that, as we all know, is being corrected. Well, we're back on Court Street. So while, while he was there, I noticed that the concrete work for sidewalks and vault construction, I'm concerned, he says. Who do we have that is performing the oversight of concrete work on this DRI project, he asks. This is Cliff. Is the project management being performed at all by city employees, or is this construction management being outsourced? And it's interesting because I know someone who works at the state who does just this. He's like an auditor. He'll be there and make sure that everything's on time and you know everything is being done in, on a day-to-day basis. And this is the oversight that... That Cliff, Councilman Cliff only is referring to not right now. He goes on in his email, have concrete slumps tests been performed on the sidewalk project? He says, I found one slab which is cracked already. Who did the a layout for the sidewalks on Court Street, he asked. And again, he wrote this to Ken Mix, uh, Michael Lumbus, the planning director of Watertown. It goes on, are there more parallel parking spaces going to be available on the north side of Court Street near Cam's Pizzeria in front of Bistro 108? Or, he asks, do uh, the first parking spaces on Court Street begin near Dr. Guitar? Well, these are a lot of questions here. If not, Cliff asks, uh, then have we talked to the owner of the parking uh, area across Court Street behind the new YMCA to see if additional parking for those Court Street businesses could be secured by some type of agreement with that owner? Can you get back to me and let me know? City this size. Thank you, council member only. Not Cliff only, he just says council member only. He's like Madonna, he needs just one, one name. 
Actually, we just should just call him Cliff. So there you have it. Now, what's interesting about, um, and I don't know how contractors work. I really don't. I know there's, there's, there's a, I mean, and as far as, you know, the stuff that you see in state jobs, you know, like in Route 11, you know, if they do like a, a roundabout or an overpass, I was talking to someone about this and it's fascinating. There's, there's some big companies and there's some small, all of them are, are, are bonded. All of them are multi-million dollar companies that come from other areas and, uh, and they just, they do major jobs, uh, you know, road work, bridges, you know, uh, uh, beams, uh, I-beams, this, that, and the other thing. And, and he explained to me what he does and how he oversees everything. So that was just this weekend I was talking to him. And sure enough, an email the next day from Councilman uh, Only questioning the same thing. Where is the oversight in Court Street? So, but the, what I find f- fascinating is, although today is a little smoggy and, you know, it's a little hot out there, it's, it's certainly not as bad as it is down south in other parts of the country, I, I, I noticed there was no work being done on Court Street. And that's not the first time. So unless I'm wrong, unless they left at 1 o'clock in the morning, I didn't see any trucks, I didn't see anything. And I just find that fascinating. I really do. And I also find it fascinating driving along Route 81, albeit it could be in New York State, it could be in Pennsylvania, and they have like miles and miles and miles of those cones or something that closes off either the left lane or the right lane or this lane, whichever, and there's no work being done. Is this just a setup for the work that's going to be done? I mean, we're almost halfway through summer, and the majority of the construction zones seem to be the preliminary construction going on. By the way, if you drive through... Pennsylvania, and I know many of you have to get down to the Hilton Head during that you know sacred um, you know spring break, which inevitably every every Watertonian has gone through that uh, corridor uh, for that reason alone. It, when, when you go, I, I've been going through Pennsylvania ever since I went to Oswego State in the mid in the early '80s. Has that state ever been complete from construction? I know all work is good. All men must work. You got to get out of the way. Hard. Hard hat zone, this, that, the other thing, slow down, double the fines. I get it. But Pennsylvania has never been finished. It's unreal how many construction sites. You think Watertown has been. We had a caller in one of the shows, not my show, but Jeff's show, what, a week ago or so, complaining that we have too much construction going on at the same time. I mean, I know it's frustrating. Don't get me wrong, especially when you make the same mistake again and again. But Pennsylvania has officially never been completed. And then when it is, it still sucks. It looks like Appalachia. It really does. There's some parts, I must say, that look a little better than, than New York State. And I also noticed down in the Binghamton area on the border, this, this, it seems like we just stopped mowing the lawn in New York State, too. With all the taxes we, uh, Hochul's charging us here, you'd expect at least we can mow the lawn down on the interstate. I know I'm bitching and whatnot. But it all lends itself to Why? Why, why aren't they working on Court Street on, on a beautiful sunny day like today and other days like it? Why does it just stop? Did they move to another site and fix that? I can never quite understand that. So if anyone can reach out to me, by all means. I'm going to go to the phones. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, oh, the reason that uh, there wasn't anybody out there working today because of the air quality on Court Street, for one. What? And, and two, the reason they put those cones out for five miles is... Uh, to do the work that's on 81 and I-90. Yeah. Okay, just to let you know, and have a good day. Thank you, bye. Thank you. Well, yeah, I get that, but, you know, for miles? <laughs> Whatever. And air quality, 
But I'm looking outside right now. I mean, it's, 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 are you kidding me? You're on the air. Hello, Glenn. You know, uh, it wasn't all that long ago that smoking was allowed everywhere all the time. Right. And, and you know, what we were exposed to from secondhand smoke all the time, whether we were in inside or outside or in a movie theater or no matter where, everybody smoked everywhere, every place. Like sure. Trains, subway. No, not the subway. But you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. We, in, we inhaled a lot more particulate matter and all during those days when everybody smoked than uh, some of these uh, so-called smoggy days that we have now. Uh, but I'm not saying that the smoggy days are great. But No. Uh, for, for, for those of us who remember when everybody smoked, and smoking was allowed everywhere, and ashtrays were everywhere. Right. Uh, uh, a day outside in this uh, smoky weather uh, sort of reminds you of the so-called good old days when everybody smoked around you and inside, outside, everywhere. Oh. But, uh, you know, to get back to <clears throat> what you were talking about before, last Thursday, Jeff's conversation with uh, yes. his uh, care nurse there. Yeah. Very interesting conversation. Mm -hmm. And there was one uh, comment that she made. I'm not sure if I heard her correctly or not. I hope I heard her incorrectly. She made the comment, and I, I can't, I don't use, I, I don't. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I don't know the exact words, so I'll, I'll paraphrase it. She, uh, that made it sound like cocaine, the drug cocaine is used to a high degree among the general population. In fact, I think she used the term, everybody's using it. Hmm. I don't know if she was uh, exaggerating or I misunderstood her or what. But I, I don't know. I didn't catch that. I've been comments yeah. since last Thursday. And if, if what she has to what her if her observations are true, My. then uh, that's not a good situation in our society, if, uh, in no. my opinion. What, what say you? Yeah, well, first of all, I didn't hear her say that. And, and, you know, someone in the medical community knows a heck of a lot more than I do. Um, but they did find some of it in the White House. They looked, it was a very paranoid Hunter Biden looking at fireworks this, uh, the, night, the next night, worried about stuff. So we can assume it was him, not to mention no one came up. Oh, we just lost our friend. I don't know how. But I did not hear her talk about that. And, and often, you know, the, the more reluctant people's that, pe people rather, that don't want to get on a microphone, like she didn't, she didn't oh, she's bashful. Je Jeff said, oh, come on, get on the microphone, blah, blah, blah. And she didn't, and, and, and that's typical. But once she did, and God, I wish I knew her name, very lovely lady, done well. She, she was concerned about her, 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 her kids and their future. She also mentioned her concerns for the Watertown uh, School District. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that she, uh, she she had them in the Sackets Harbor School District, or maybe she was as a younger person, whichever. But here's someone, I don't think she's older than 35 years old. She's in her 30s. She's a young woman. She's still going to school to to improve herself and to move up to the next degree. I don't know if that's um, a general practice. I don't know wh what she's looking to do if she wants to be, you know, obviously she's in the medical field and she's done well with that. But she knew a lot. And uh, the sad commentary that she talked about as far as, you know, the loneliness factor of people just essentially just being left alone in a, in a hospital room or an assisted living area. And then um, I turned up the radio and said it to correct. No, I, I mean, I mean it because I, that's, you don't want to hear that. You, I mean, I, there were times I'm sure my mom was alone, but she was, she would always be chatty and yodeling and whatnot. So she always, you know, if there was no one there, she, she kept herself company. 
But so often there's, there's, and there's a lot of people in these assisted living places that a lot of them are under 60 years old. They're in their 50s. Some, I believe she had mentioned some are in their 40s. And, and, and that's because, you know, they've either had an ailment when they were young or they were born that way. They got into a car accident. And uh, it's just it, bad things can happen really, really fast. And, and, uh, but uh, a lot of people still live, live on for, for, for many, many years. And it's, and it's sad to hear one's testimony to that way of life. But if someone did catch anything about cocaine, uh, if that was, you know, that gentleman just called in, if that was out of context in any way, please give us a shout. And the other thing was, what is the name of something where uh, a, a resident becomes combative when the sun goes down? Uh, I, I, she, she gave it a term. So if you could, if you give, give me a call when you can, 755-1240 is the number. Right now, i got to do a commercial break. We're almost at the bottom of the hour already. You're listening to the Live at Five show on a Monday, the 17th of July. We'll be back. Over 85 vendors spread over 14. At FX Capra Han. All right. The, the name is Sundowner. I got the uh, full explanation. I just went on Google, looked up the definition, and I'll share that in a little bit. There's two definitions to it, and I'll explain. Right now, let's go to the phones. Maybe someone's going to tell me about it. Hi, you're in the air. Hi, Jeff. Um, I just wanted to call and give you the answer that you got just that. It's Sundowners. Yes. Are you familiar with the Sundowner uh, yourself, ma'am? Yes, I am. And it's, um, it's not very pleasant. There's two, there's two definitions. One who drinks in the daytime as an alcoholic. And, and the one that I'm, assu- I'm assuming that you, you understand is the one about dementia p- patients. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Um, I, have, yeah. I, I never heard of that before. So is it, is it very common to, uh, with uh, people with dementia, ma'am? Uh, it seems to be. And it's, it gets scary. Have you, see, have you had experiences of your own with others you know, in, in your presence with Sundowner with <laughs> symptoms? Yes, my mom. Yeah. And why, why is it that, why is it, uh, from what you, you can understand, maybe perhaps you can't, why does it happen at sundown? Why does it happen in the, at dark? Because they're losing their orientation. They're, they're losing their, their contact with the day, and it seems like they're losing their contra- contact with humanity. And are there any means of like putting them in light, light, bright rooms that might remedy that? Is that has that ever come up, or is that even possible? That's a good idea, but um, I think that um, their nursing staff is so interested in trying to encourage them to sleep that that they don't want to break up their um, natural tendency to want to go to bed. Um, yeah. Right, right. It's, and again, not to make the comparison, but I know when people this time of year, especially live in like in places like Alaska or the northern part of the con- of the of the continent, you know, there's always daylight, and then you know that that could screw you up too. But in the case of someone like say say if it's in January, December through through you know March, it's very dark. Th- those must be the the most trying days for someone working in assisted living as a nurse with people with dementia because the days are so short. Yes, and it 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 does get terrifying. Really? Wow! Is your mom no longer with us? That's correct. And That's and how long was she afflicted by uh, by dementia? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, I'd say three or four years. And of those three to four years, was sundowner was that was that a symptom of that, or did that start later on? That 
that started fairly quickly. Really? And yes. And so that that really clued us in that that we were losing mom. Wow! Wow! That's that's, that's so sad. Uh, how how old was your mom when she passed? She was ninety three. Oh, God bless her. Ninety three years old. Yeah. 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 Well, that's that's okay. That. Well, ma'am, thank you very yeah. much for sharing that with us. Okay. Thank you, you very much. Care. Yes, you too. Well, it's sad. There's no question about it. So it's a long list of symptoms associated with Alzheimer's disease and other forms of dementia often includes baffling moods and behavioral changes. I'm reading this, by the way, as you can tell. As the disease progresses, you may notice new patterns in the way the loved one's symptoms uh, fluctuate throughout the day, especially in the evenings. Known as sundowning, this increased confusion and restlessness, just like we discussed moments ago, around twilight can be distressing for both patients and caregivers. And what to explain, this whole thing is this is about aging care. You you can find everything on the internet. You really can. And I mean everything on the internet. Some some good, some not so good. By the way, I was getting texts from, I rarely get text messaging or instant messaging from uh, Instagram, but I got something. It was so convincing. And I said, hey, this is so-and-so. I was, hey, one long time no speak, no speak rather. And uh, I talked to this particular person today and I, I questioned it. I said, this, this isn't the same guy. This, is, this has to be a hack. And sure enough, it was. It's, it's, it came across like, hey, how are you doing? Hey, I'm starting a new business. And that, that, that raised a red flag. See, I don't know what you could trust anymore. I really don't. I don't know. And why Court Street? I mean, okay, I get it. Okay, it, it was a little smoky out today. But you shut down a whole construction site for that? These are, these are manly men. These aren't, these aren't uh, Dylan Mulvaney men. These are manly men out there, in, you know, getting, getting as far as tan, hard hats, lifting stuff. They can't handle working in a day like this? I'd rather work on a day like this than uh, 45 degrees, that's for sure. But anyway, I'm not running things, so who am I? 755-1240 is the number. 755-1240. Uh, we also, someone else sent me some information about uh, sundowning as well. So like I said earlier, sometimes you could get incredible stuff from, the, from someone you least expect it from. Someone who's timid, calm, quiet, like, uh, like Jeff's uh, compa- you know, um, nurse. But once she started getting on there about her kids, about education, about her upbringing, and of course about her experiences in uh, in uh, assisted living, that that really, I I I bet I bet you everyone was so compelled. He didn't get many calls at that time, and often that happens because they just want you to continue talking. They don't want to interfere with this, and unless I'm saying something out of my ass, someone's going to say you're wrong. What are you talking about? But when it's something that people are interested in, and then I look down and no one's calling, like right now. I just think a lot of people just eh, just keep on talking. This is interesting. And that was certainly a good conversation. Uh, just to let everyone, I don't know, do this enough, but our friends at Roberts Automotive Sales and Service for over 40 years, Roberts has been the neighborhood service center to get your vehicle there uh, running right. They're on the north side of West Main. Depend on Steve to fix it and Karen to go out of her way to finance your next vehicle. We can't forget our friends at LA Quarry, the destination for all your crushed limestone in the north country. They deliver, oh, they can pick it up. Or you can pick it up directly at that quarry in LaForsville. Lock this in your phone when you need it most for any of your crushed limestone needs. Give them a call at 315-658-2004. In fact, I got to call them up about, I got to call them up tomorrow. 
I, I got to get some things done up at the lake. Something was very concerning. We just we just had some concrete work done in front of our place. And I went up there this week, and we, after, we came directly from Philadelphia. We went straight to the lake, and I noticed an indentation. And it's almost like it looks like someone splattered something on the, on the concrete. I don't know if it's, if it's goose uh, crap, because we have geese coming up all the time. I don't know if there's an acid level in their dump, for the lack of a better way of describing it, but I could see a slight indent in, in, in the concrete. I was like, how the heck did that happen? I was like, you know, what do you do? You go back to the contract. I didn't do that. I don't know what happened there. I just did it. Blah, blah, blah. It looked great. And, you know, paid him. And then I see this. And then I see the note from uh, from uh, Councilman Only. I was like, well, can't people do concrete anymore? I mean, what's go- why is this happening? I mean, they could do concrete, but you got to be careful. you got to look out for, for goose crap. That's the only thing I could figure because I could see them walking around earlier. I could see some of their, you know, their... They're dumping all over the place. What do geese do, by the way, other than just hang out with each other and, and, and dump all over the place? What do they eat? Does anyone know? How do they get so big? Why can't we cook them for Thanksgiving? They're all over the place. Jeepers, creepers. Seven, someone was on the phone and I got rid of Somehow they lost them. 755-1240. So, uh, so Cliff brings up some good issues. So uh, nationally, the, 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 the stuff that uh, Jeff was talking about today... And I stopped in to talk to him. Uh, the president, you know, licking or playing around with the little Finnish girl there and her mom, mother's. I mean, she couldn't. She, she, the girl was was. I, I don't know how to say it. The little baby. She was like what, two years old, maybe. Traumatized, by the president of the United States. Imagine if Donald Trump did something like that. Oh my God! There's a double standard again. I promise I wouldn't do it. But imagine if that was a Republican. And, and crickets from the, from the mainstream media. They don't say a darn thing about his antics. Disgusting. You're on the air. Hey, Glenn. Happy Monday. How are you, buddy? What's going on, man? Oh, I just want to say kudos to Jefferson County Fair. Another year of excellent. I had a blast. I went down there and I got one of them $30 things. Yeah. Or unlimited rides. Mm-hmm. It was great. I went by myself. I wish I had a check, but anyways, I ran into a bunch of people I knew and all this, and like the little kids and the bumper cars and stuff and all that, and they're like, oh, you can't catch me, and I go, yeah, okay, and then like trying to sandwich me with the bumper. It's just, I had a good you're, time. You're, 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 you're like Elf in the movie Elf. You're like an adult, and you're playing in the bumper cars with a bunch of other kids. That, that's, that's, that's kind of funny. Well, I'm only 5'4". You're 5 foot 4 yeah, my brothers are bigger than me. Wow. They're my little brothers, but still. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. So anyway, so right. it's kind of fun. For nice riding with the children and stuff. And, like, this guy gets off to ride with me. He's, like, eight-year-old kid, guy. And he goes, Mom, this guy's really cool. He told me jokes and everything. <laughs> I wow. Go, Hi, Mom. That's all. It's just I had a good time. Yeah, and what, did the mom call the cops? No, nah, just kidding. No, we're not. No, 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 I know. No, I just I, had, all had a good time. I saw the wolves. There's a lot of people checking out the wolves. Oh, the wo- the wolves. What do you mean the the wolves or the wolves? What what was that again? The Utes. I don't know how you say a pearl, but uh, what, wolves. A wolf. They had wolves. They at had the, the wolves. The wolves at the fair at the Jefferson County Fair. Yes, they had the cows and all that, like the little girls in the 4-H in the club and all that. Yeah. I said I'd all them too. Wow. And I'm like, what's this blue ribbon for? What's this red ribbon for? And et cetera. And just, you know, just visiting. Right. I like that. And all that stuff is free. Yeah. It might cost you $14 for sausage 
sandwich, but yeah, you know no, I know, mean? yeah, I sure. To walk around, and look, spray. That's that's amazing. You're the when only. We, you're the they o- had a whole bunch of wolves in there. Wolves, Utes. <laughs> they had wolves right, at the. All ju- right, a wolf. I know, I know, I know. They I know, didn't I, have I, one. They did not have one wolf. They had wolves. 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 So. Isn't that odd? The Jefferson County Fair had wolves. I just find that fascinating. I don't call me crazy, but it I was really cool. They're like a hundred pounds a piece. There's a whole bunch of them, and they even let some of my friends said they went into the uh, they let them go into the cage with them and stuff. Really? Wow. Yeah, I didn't do that. No, no way. I guess they're supposed to be nice wolves. Yeah, I guess I hope so. <laughs> you don't want to, you know, you don't want to, you know, an angry wolf. Uh, and, and be in the cage with them, that's for sure. Well, that's great. So I didn't bring my bird in there, but anyways. Yeah. Oh, by anyways, the way. Anyways, I've seen the wolves. Yeah, that's awesome. That's fantastic, John. I like hearing that. I really do. So anything else to declare today on a beautiful, smoky uh, Monday where contractors can't I wish can't it work? would rain or put out them fires, them forest fires from Canada. They've yeah. been going on for a couple months. I wish they would get rid of them. What, get rid of the Canadians or the or the forest fires or both? <laughs> All right, that's a trick question. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Uh, the smoke, but I guess what? I didn't get the day off from work because of the smoke. No, I I, no, I, I like to try that one. That's be like saying, oh, I got COVID. Yeah, right, right, right. I got 14 days off. I remember working for the Brooklyn Union Gas Company for the couple of summers in, in when I was at uh, Oswego State back in the early 80s, and we all smoked on the job. And in fact, that's where I originally got my bronchitis from. I, I went to great, uh, great adventure. Got all wet and got a cold. I caught a cold, and I, and to this day, it's never gone away. It's, it's I've always had lingering effects of that. So we all smoked. Here it is. We're working for in gas sites. We're smoking cigarettes, and they closed down an entire project because of smoking conditions in in Watertown, New oh, York. Yeah. That I doesn't make any sense. And one of them we call it cigarettes. Now it's legal, I guess. But they're like, here, have one of these. And I don't even know the people. I thought it was at Woodstock. And I'm like, no, I'll go. Because I don't know if they got fentanyl in there or what's in there. So oh, my just, God, yeah. Oh, no, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And that was another thing that someone brought up earlier. Did you hear the conversation on the on this show on Thursday where uh, the nurse was talking about how people, was it true that she was talking about how frequent uh, how uh, cocaine is frequently used? Did you catch that, or if anyone else ha- caught that? I heard something about it, but I don't know. But I don't. I think it costs too much. Yeah, it does. That, that's why you got to do the Whitney Houston thing and go, you know, go down to crack cocaine with with Bobby Brown. Yeah. Bobby Brown, Bobby Brown. I don't do crack. Anyway, uh, well, that's great. I'm glad you were the only one I've ever known to actually go out and get yourself one of those rings for 30 bucks. You, I, I swear to God, you're the only person I know. And I'm glad that you said that it was a good uh, investment. You went on literally, I'm assuming, all the rides, including... A whole bunch of the flying swings, all that. And the, except for the wind lily on the Ferris wheel, a bunch of jerks. Wow. Bunch of jerks. Who yep, was- yep. You you can't be single. So I was by myself, and then these little chicks were like six or eight, and yeah. they're like, "I don't want to ride with this guy. I don't know this guy." Huh. <laughs> Whatever. Jeez. But anyways. Wow. Wow. Interesting. It's so kind of funny. Yeah, you can't you can't ride in a Ferris wheel by yourself. I guess. I guess not. Yeah, you might get someone you know <laughs> throw something at you or something. Who but knows? it was it was fun. Yeah, sounds it, John. It definitely sounds it. Well, John, thanks for the call, my friend. I'm glad you shared that with us. I'll talk to Thank you. Thank you, sir. That's uh, that's our friend John. Hi, you're on the air. Dallas. I don't know who's there. Call back. So one thing, you know, it, I, you know, you have a litany of TV state. I keep on using that word. I got to walk away from that. But if you, you have so many channels to look at, 
and apps and networks, and then you can go on Netflix, Peacock, Paramount, all this stuff, right? Do yourself a favor. And I don't know if this is on available spectrum, whichever, if you go up to channel 1600, whichever it is, but go out, go to Best Buy and buy yourself a, a, an off-air uh, transmitter or uh, antenna, excuse me. They look like an, the number eight. Don't get anything less than that. Don't get anything less than that and put it in a good spot pointing towards somewhere. And, and don't put it in a permanent spot because once you do that, then you're stuck with it. You can't adjust it. You got to go back to the old days of, you know, the, the, the rabbit ears where you can adjust stuff and look at this, whatever. Last night, it wasn't last night, it was two nights ago, I'm watching Court TV. And Court TV happens to be one of like eight channels that NBC 45 has. So when you go to channel 45 on, on your own antenna through your digital, you know, just from your own uh, remote, and I'm not talking about Roku, I'm not talking about the Fire Stick. This is just your old-fashioned remote control. You get the 45-1, that's NBC, and then the 2, 3, 4, and one of them is Court TV. And I tell you, it's one of those things, it's just like me TV, where I say, like, there's always something on to watch, I should say, when either you have access to me TV, old 60s, 70s sitcoms like I Dream a Genie, or Court TV. And Court TV just has 24-7, either some modern-day court proceedings, stuff going on, this, that, and the other thing. They did catch that guy, by the way, in Long Island that killed or apparently killed upwards of 11 prostitutes. They caught up to him at his own place of business in Midtown the other day. That was interesting. But this is, they go back and forth. The one show is called I Survived. So you know from that, it's like someone, Court TV, it's someone that survived some traumatic moment in their lives where someone had a gun up to them or they were raped or they were assaulted or they were, they were, their house was burned down or all this stuff. And one story was from Rochester of a woman whose ex-boyfriend just wouldn't leave her alone and then came over one night, and, and this was the final rage moment of this bastard. I forget his name. And he came back, and he, he, he put a crowbar in her new boyfriend's brain and right above his eyes. And to this day, at least when this was produced a couple of years ago, he still has convulsions, and he has all types of issues. And she, at one point, she said, well, at first I blamed myself because, you know, it was my, you know, my ex that came in. But no, then I, I resolved the fact that, no, it was my ex's fault. No one else is like, well, I don't think your new boyfriend wants to hear that. But he's got brain damage, so he probably doesn't know anything that's going on. But to hear these stories and how no one did anything when they heard her screaming, just like Kitty Genovese in Queens back in the early 60s, a famous case where people just looked the other way and said, well, as long as it's not me, I don't care. But these stories are compelling. The other story, I don't know if you ever saw the movie The 40-Year-Old Virgin, but there was a guy in that movie. It was okay. You know, um, forget it. The guy from uh, The Office was in it. It was like one of his first movies. And they all worked at what looked like a Best Buy. They all worked in this, you know, TV and um, in a stereo center. And one of them was this, uh, and I, I, I don't want to say this to be culturally incorrect, but he was an Indian guy from Pakistan or India, whichever. And his last name is Malati in real life. And I remember reading about this on how he was arrested for stabbing his girlfriend. And it's one of those headlines that's, oh, wow, that was a guy in 40-year virgin, 40-year-old virgin, and a couple of other things. He had a decent career going. Good-looking guy. And he had, and when you look at the headlines, it's like, well, I don't know why he did that. Well, Court TV, I survived. This woman explains that she met him online she had just gone through a divorce. Sounds like a Hallmark movie. 
And he was good looking. He was smart. He was clever. And then telltale signs of like he wouldn't let go of her. And then she, she went to the beach. She, she, she kind of broke it up. He says, we're just going to be friends going forward. But he still wanted to get into her pants, whichever. And he wound up taking her truck away after she unsuccessfully tried to show him how to surf in California. So he went back to the beach, took her keys, took the truck, and left he, her and her friend there. That led to this showdown at her place later on, uh, somewhere else in California, wherever. And he stabbed her 25 times. And the way she's explaining how this is happening and the neighbor comes over, the neighbor hears her screaming, other neighbors do nothing, one of those deals. And at one point, the neighbor's holding her and she's bloody all over the place. And the guy, the, 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 the Indian guy, the actor who did this, who committed this heinous crime, says, oh, she's got AIDS. And the guy, his name was Chuck, the neighbor, he dropped her at that point. He says, you got AIDS? And here it is, she's dying She's stabbed, she's bleeding in all types of ways. And that's how dark this guy was. He just stabbed her 25 times. And then as a joke, just to really exasperate things, he told the guy holding her, bloodied at this point, that she has AIDS. So I looked up the guy's name on, on the internet. And often these things, like I said, if, if it's on a TV like Court TV, it's probably a couple years old, maybe five years old. This wasn't that, it was, I think it was done just prior to COVID. So I read up on him. He was sentenced for, I think he was going to go to jail for, 14, for a life sentence. But she said, in California, life sentence is no more than 14 years. And so, therefore, he was going to be out by the year 2024, 2025, whenever. Maybe, maybe now he would be out. But as it turns out, he got out six years ago. He got out after seven years. This actor... You know, he had some money because, you know, maybe he had some rich parents back home that, you know, broke the bank and got him out of jail early. But I don't know what the deal was. But it just amazes me what people go to jail for today and what people go for, to jail for for a limited period of times or not at all. Hunter Biden should be in jail, not going to jail. We got people, you know, going, you know, walking into, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the Capitol building should have had a slap on the hand. Fine, maybe custom, you know, uh, a community service. No, nope, they're all going to jail. And then we have this bum who stabs his girlfriend for no reason, twenty-five times. That to me is attempted murder. And if you, if I went out and stabbed someone twenty-five times, more than likely, I'm probably in the back of my mind how crazy I was at that very moment. I'm probably trying to kill this person. When you stab someone with a with a sharp object for that many times, you're trying to kill them. And he's been out of jail for now for I think I I read it up like at least five six years. It's just the human psyche. What's going on? And the other story that they shared was this guy that drove into a cafe and he, and he killed 23 people. At the time, it was the worst uh, incident that ever happened up until the Virginia Tech incident. And then that was toppled by what happened in October 1st of 2017 in, uh, in Las Vegas where 60 people were killed at that concert. Just the stories behind the story it just goes to show that, you know, when you see mass murder or you see a boyfriend stabbing his girlfriend or an actor that you hardly knew, and there's so much more obviously to it, and these stories put it together. If you get a chance, it's called I Survived. It's incredible and compelling stuff. Let's do another break. we got about eight minutes left in today's Monday uh, edition of the Live at Five show. Uh, with your host, Glenn Curry, we'll be back right after this. Roof looking older than you are? Find contracting. The people who call you back. Uh, welcome back uh, to the show. Just a couple of headlines on News Junkie as we speak. 
Bishop Lavallee's message, July 17th, is at the top of the page. Uh, and we talked about most of upstate New York will see another day of poor air quality. Well, we saw that. I don't know when this ends. It's amazing. It's unprecedented. We've never seen this before. Um, and, yet, and, and somehow that we don't have any forest fires in the Adirondacks. Can someone explain that to me? I need someone to explain that to me. Somebody. Anybody. Hochul gave an air quality update. Boy, is she weird looking at what? And what is uh, areas of smoke? Really not much going on locally. Other than uh, Cliff Olney's letter to the to the planning board and Ken Mix, that was interesting about Court Street. I wonder if that that more than likely will be posted later on News Junkie if it hasn't been already. And uh, oh, and they also had the the city tournament uh, wrapped up, and uh, Mr. Buffalini once again, John Buffalini won uh, his ninth city men's uh, golf championship. I don't know, is Bobby Hughes still in town? I mean, is he still golfing? I know it's either between he. I know uh, Mr. Renzi came in second. There's some really good golfers up here, I tell you. I've known that for years, not just recently. Typically when they had the member guest where they would uh, invite guys like, you know, from a lone golf club, you know, they've got some serious golfers up there too. Watertown would always fare better, on average at least. They've got some real good, uh, real good golfers up here. All right, so, you know, the 800-pound gorilla in the room, and I can't talk much about it. You know, I know some people call up and say, why can't you talk about this stuff? I'll just, I'll just say this. The billboard on, on uh, Factory Street is, uh, by the way, I just, I just want to give kudos to, to the person who put it up there. That's a good-looking billboard. It's well-designed. It, you, you can read it effectively. It, if you put that in 81, it might be a little re- hard to read, but putting it on Factory Street, you can see... You know, a certain owner of a radio station's face having fun, by the way, at that very moment. Um, and, of course, they're talking about, you know, why is, you know, why is there an opportunity for free speech, blah, blah, blah. And I just, I find it ironic because Jim is the type of guy that, you know, he'll look at that and says, well, someone says, what, what do you think about that, Jim? And I'm not using Jim's vo- you know, words verbatim by any means, but I know how he is. And he'd say, well, that's a, con- that's a man's constitutional rights, meaning... That's America, and that's his form of free speech. And that pretty much negates everything that's up there. And I know there's been a quarrel between a well-known businessman and someone who owns this place. But it, it, if anything, and I, and, and I was looking at the comments on Facebook about it, there's so much support for Jim. There's so much support for community broadcasters that it just goes back to the old adage that uh, Dave Mann's former owner would say. All publicity is good publicity in the end, as long as you get the call letters right. And I believe WATN's call letters are up there, by the way. But to Jeff's credit today, and Jeff's astute, he knows the deal. There's a lot of people that, you know, especially from the Fort Trump community, that's a big corridor or thoroughfare for Fort Trump. Not as much after they built the, the new interstate up there. But nonetheless, a lot of people from Fort Trump come through there from Black River area, from Carthage. And they're like, what the heck's that all about? So, if anything, it just brings a lot of attention to community broadcasters. So, I, that's all I could say about it. Good-looking billboard. You got your point across. Uh, but at the same time, it's, it's all part of, uh, it, 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 it kind of, you know, kind of, it's kind of intuitive to what Jim is allegedly doing here by, by not allowing free speech. If there's, one, if there's one thing that Jim does allow around here, and he's the boss, he could do whatever he wants, I get to say a lot of things on this show. I've been doing this for years, on and off, of course. And Jeff does the same thing. 
And the last I checked, uh, Jim Levin is clearly left of center. He doesn't like conservative uh, viewpoints, but he allows me to espouse it every day. And I appreciate that. So that's my two cents. Let's go to the phones for the last phone call of the day. How are you on the air? Yeah, it's Crazy Ray. Crazy Ray. Wow, long time no speak. I know. Yeah, I've been down below the. I've been below the weather side. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Sorry to yeah, hear that. I I, my wife's been sick, and I've been sick, and yeah, it ain't been good. Yeah, but I feel better this week. Yeah, you got one minute left. I'm at the yeah, end of the I, show. I hear you. I, I just wanted to say, you know what? They go on about all the streets. They are terrible, yeah. but they st- for years since the '80s. If you go to go to Washington Street to up here, you got to go like 35, 40 miles an hour right. just to get through all the lights. Right, true. Without being stopped on every light. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they'll never fix that. Yeah. It, I, what what street are you talking about, Crazy Ray? Washington Street. They'll never fix those lights. You're saying that they should be staggered better so you could get through they, all? they got to be staggered better, and they'll never do it. It's hmm. been that way since the 80s. Really? Okay, so Washington. Oh, yeah, you try it. Washington if go, Street. If you start from the square when the light turns green, yeah, and you go about thirty-five, forty, right, you won't hit one light. If you go to the speed limit, which thirties, which which we should do, right, 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 you'll hit every light up through there. That good point, good point. I got to go only because it's six o'clock. But great point, Crazy Ray. Call us up later about that. That's a great point. AM twelve forty W eight ten. Order time makes us legal. Up next, CBS News. We'll see you guys tomorrow. This is CBS News on the hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. More brutal heat is blanketing at least 14 states today, including Arizona.